Welcome to another episode of Two Average Joes. How are you doing, Mr. Baker? Good. Thanksgiving here in Michigan. Thanksgiving here in Mississippi. Man, it almost seems crazy because I don't think we heard that. Yeah. (laughs) Deja vu all over again. That's right. There you go. Inside joke. I think after watching some of the things that have been in the news here recently, I think we need to go back. We said it last episode and maybe discuss people taking care of their rights. Without me sounding like I'm from the ID channel, okay? But I, we had a joke when, we were, when I was up in Michigan, we joked about it. And that's like, if you go to, if, you're, if, if something bad happens in your family, somebody turns up and perhaps not living anymore. If you go to the funeral and you don't cry, that was a sign that you were guilty. If you go to the funeral and you cry too much, that was a sign you were guilty because <laughs> you cried too much. Um, we hate to say that's true, but there you go. So with that said, I think people need to learn to take care of their rights. And I think on two average Joes, the fact that I spent 30 years in law enforcement, you're a practicing attorney as we speak, maybe we can help. What do you think? I think so. You know, on my business cards, um, on if you open up the criminal ones, it has your rights, which most people give up as soon as the police either show up at their door or pull them over. And uh, yes. I... I I, I think it's a failure of our public school system, maybe our private school system too, that people awesome. don't know their rights. And, and people, they want to tell the police what happened because they think they're going to talk themselves out of something. And usually in our county, the county cops do not have videos or audio on them, which is strange, you know, for in the 21st century or whatever century we're in. Uh, that that they don't have any audios or videos on in their on their car or on their body, which is very strange. But um, so you're stuck with the words of what the cops put in your mouth. And uh, I know you've written uh, thousands and probably read hundreds of thousands of police reports, but uh, they do not. They're not kind to the uh, accused. Listen, let me tell you this as a law enforcement officer. I believe that 99 percent of us try very, very hard to do a good job. I really do. And I'm not exaggerating. I also think that, um, you know, we're police officers. I like to see all the bad guys be in jail. Don't have any problem with that. But I also think that you talk too much. Shut up. Get yourself in the dirt. Okay? I think some people actually talk themselves into uh, a lot of problems. They They just talk too much. And I think it's weird that um, your particular county doesn't have any video since a six-year-old's phone does. That's exactly right. <laughs> but they don't have any. You know, and the video has some, and we will cover this because we're going we're gonna to circle around the crime a little bit more than we have. Um, mm-hmm. I think the cameras do have some problems. I mean, you go into people's houses, you got all the cameras. I mean, at what point do people have the right to privacy and a bunch of other things, right? If I call the police over because somebody kicked my dog, can you come into my house and videotape my entire house? Good question. I'm sure that someone is going to say, well, you know, you invited them in. This is why we're in the war we're in. Okay. Mm A lot of questions going on. I think that, that, you know, and we've seen video of just police officers doing horrible things. And we've seen police officers doing great things, Mm -hmm. but to have no video, that is insane. It is that. You were talking about your business card earlier to me about what you have in there. 
Yeah, mind. on the inside of my business card, you could um, boil it down to shut the hell up. But, it, you know, it lists out what your rights are and what you give up. When I say you, I mean the general public that is right. out there in the world when they get pulled over or a police officer shows up at their door. And um, people try to talk themselves out of it. And I, I love the Ron White line. Um, I had the, what was it? I had the right to remain silent. I just didn't have the ability. Ability, that is totally true. I mean, you see even lawyers when they get caught doing something or get pulled over for something, they want to um, explain what's going on. And in our county without the videos, then you're stuck with the narrative that the cop is gonna give you. And so um, there's a thing called hearsay out there, but hearsay is not what a accused says to a cop, okay? Right. That is not hearsay, that comes in. Okay, it's a statement against interest. It'll come in all day, every day. That's right. And uh, we're gonna and, go ahead. Except for in certain situations where it wouldn't come in, but very rarely is it kept out. And um, you know, we'll go over each right on another episode. We got a whole series plan, but I'll just give you this one. You're the right to remain silent. Might want to use it. Yeah. Okay. Be very wise to do so. I'm gonna have an article down down here in the link that we wrote uh, a while back about. Following your right. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Might want to use it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, and this is real important. You know, when they say anything you use can and will be used against you in a court of law. Yeah, that's exactly what they mean. Anything they say, yeah. yeah. If you you don't know what that means, it means exactly what it says. Okay. You have the right to an attorney, might want to use it. With Gary Leiderman, it was very, very interesting because he was odd man now in a bunch of serial killings that happened in, in Michigan. And um, John Norman Collins, did I get that right? Was pretty much, he was the serial killer they put this to. But through a series of events, some DNA came back with Gary on one of the victims. Now, of course, there was another victim, correction. There was another suspect DNA also put on this victim who was four years old at the time. and the judge said, and I quote, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. It will remain a mystery to history or something like that. Yeah, lost, lost to history. It was actually the prosecutor said that. Yeah. Lost yeah. to history. That's what they're calling, in Michigan, that's what they're calling contamination of evidence is lost to history. Okay? Right. Then we're going to get into Collins' thing later on and break it down into, the, it's be several episodes to do that. Yeah. But the situation was in Gary's situation. I mean, he tried to be as cooperative as he could and, you know, did not help him. I'll assure you of that. And we'll get more into that with air. But one of the things that have always worried about us is, and we talked about it before with Gary, where did he get his attorney from? Uh, Telephone book while he was in jail. Yeah. The capital offense. There is a murder. And he went through the phone book. I wouldn't do that. Yep. I, I think if anything is happening in America today, it is that every single person, regardless of your belief system, need to respect the criminal justice system and understand that it may not work in your favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we want bad people to get away. I just don't want good people to get caught in the net. 
Yeah. So I'm going to share with it. It's like the, the second you realize you're under investigation, you need an attorney. Definitely. You need an attorney. And I'm not saying that because Robert's an attorney. I'm saying it because I'm a police officer and I'm just being factual with you. And the second that you do, there you go. And talking yourself in or out of a situation is not going to happen. Not. It's like I said, yeah, you can't. I've only had one time in my career where my guy talked himself out of it and it was an, so unique of a situation. Yes, I wouldn't suggest that. No, it was, it was good because of the good graces of the police officer, too. It wasn't because of what he said or what he did. Right. And you have to start thinking like that. I mean, so this isn't about, oh, when you get arrested, I want you to think this. No, I want you clearing your mind. Mm-hmm. Part of your adult thinking process. If you and your family are feeling like you're under an investigation, you need to get the best lawyer you can. That's exactly right. And you need to have your rights protected. You need to have everything taken care of. And that's rather it's civil or criminal. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode on this. But, I mean, you have to be respectful to the police. Correct. You know, um, do not lie. Correct. Then then you're going to cause issues to yourself. You just do not answer their questions and say, I'm asserting my uh, Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. And there's a case out there called Miranda, which the police were afraid of, which was really it all. All the police had to do was figure out that they had to give these rights. And there's fights even now of when the rights attach. OK, right. Right. And usually it's when you are in custody or or, or uh, a normal person would think they're in custody, that these rights attach. And all my clients come in and they go, oh, you know, they didn't read me my rights until whatever. Right. I'm like, you understand that is not the key to the jail. OK, right. That just that just suppresses whatever statements you have made if they weren't voluntarily given once you were uh, not free to leave or you didn't perceive yourself as free to leave. But. What they do is they'll come and they'll snatch you, put you in the back of a police car and say, you know, you're free to leave. And then they'll start asking you a bunch of questions, even though you're handcuffed and you're in the back of a police car. Right. Now, you know, that's something that has to be tested. And, you know, the police, you know, to their credit and to their discredit, they know how to use and abuse this system. But I mean, it is you. Ha- you have to know your rights. That's the thing. It's not it isn't on the policeman. Yeah, he has a duty to give it to you as soon as you are in custody. And I don't know. Joe has taught at the police academy. So how do they train that at the police? Yeah, I mean, you you really here. First off, let me clarify to some some people some things that they do not apparently understand about your right to remain silent. <laughs> it does not cover spontaneous utterance. Yeah. Like if you're sitting in the police car and nobody asked you a question. You go, I knew that was bad. I shouldn't have punched him in the face. Yeah. Oh, well, he didn't read me my rights. Who have to, you idiot? It was a spontaneous utterance. You just Spit it out for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Number two, this one's real, real, real important. Okay. Um, he drove up, police officer drove up today, and I was I was punching that guy in the face and he arrested me. He took me downtown and he stuck me in jail. And he didn't read me his rights. Well, he didn't answer no questions either, did he? <laughs> Stop punching people in the face in front of the police. <laughs> <laughs> It's about asking your questions. You know, uh, he, didn't, he didn't read me his rights. I go, you know what? You're going to go to jail. 
does a lot of these people they've watched way too much CSI or something. Watch way too much TV. It's about questioning you after you're under arrest. Now we've addressed the you're free to leave, so I don't have to read you my rights. Um, The police are there to do an investigation. Mm. Okay. Now I will find, and and I got to be careful because the way they do it where I was in Virginia or the way we were doing some things when I was a police officer in Mississippi. Now that might not apply to Timbuktu. And that's where you got to be real quick, careful. Okay. I found that for the most part, once somebody that was there to question you was questioning you, they read you your rights pretty quick. Also, if they're sharp, and most of them, the good investigators are, they have you sign something saying that because my clients will go, I never, he never read me my rights. And I hold him a, up a piece of paper. Yeah. Is that your signature right there where it says all of my rights? <laughs> we have you sign it and then initial by you. Right. I think that sometimes people want to outsmart the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's how they do it. If I don't, if I don't talk to them, they're going to think I'm guilty. If you're in the back of the car, we probably think you're guilty already. Uh, yeah. Clear that out of your head. That ship has sailed. Man. That ship has sailed. I'm sitting in the back of a police car, and I'm wondering if this guy thinks he's guilty. Check it out. At the beginning of the investigation, I think is where people get tripped up because they're nervous and they're scared, and you got a lot of questioning and stuff. Once they say you have the right to remain silent, just use it. Mm-hmm. Just use it. Don't let them serve all your stuff. Just use it. Just get the right to remain silent. You need a warrant. I mean, well, they're going to get mad. Let them get mad. Yeah. Okay, let them go get a warrant. The bottom line is the average police officer is typical. In other words, you know, the path to least resistance is what we're all looking for. Right. Okay. And the path to you know, doing things without as much problems, what we're all looking for. So if you just start confessing everything you did since you were in the third grade, opening your car doors, letting the dogs in. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we love that. I mean, that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to love it when you say, I'm not saying anything and you probably need a warrant. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need a warrant. Okay. Yeah. And you'll look guilty. This is my favorite one. You know, I didn't want to look guilty. Too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do realize you're stopped by the police. <laughs> you're probably looking guilty when we stopped you. Okay. Yeah, let me tell you a quick story. When you get a chance, let me tell you. A quick Go ahead. Story. Go ahead. So I had this client call me, right, and and I was representing her son for another issue, right, and she says, um, "The cops pulled me over in front of this house. I'm here picking my son up, and I'm like, um, what do they want? They want to search my car. I'm like." Uh, assert your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and say no, no searchy without a search warrant. Right. So uh, the, the cop goes back to his car. She's like, oh, no, another car, police car pulled up behind me. And uh, they came up with the two cops and they said, oh, come on, let me let us. You know, you've got nothing to hide, I'm sure. So let us search your car. And I'm like, uh, no, um, she she had me on. She was talking to me and I could hear what the cops were saying. I'm like, no, you're not giving up any of your rights. And she said, oh, they're pulling my husband out of the car. I said, tell him the same thing. Say, do not say anything. Be, be respectful, but don't 
saying anything and do not let him give permission to search the car. Mm-hmm. And um, they did that and they pulled him out. And then a couple minutes later, they come back and she went, oh, no, a state police car pulled up. And and she, and they came up. To, all three of them came up to the window and said, "Come on, you know, you, you know, you can let us search the car." And uh, I said, "No, don't let them search the car." They said, "Well, they're going to go get a canine dog." I said, you, "You let them because this is Michigan. In Michigan, you can only stop somebody for whatever they have stopped you for, mm-hmm. and you have done nothing, so they have no time to go get a dog. And and if if you don't, then I'm not going to be able to defend you. If if whatever, so." about they all had a powwow for a few seconds and I came back and I heard him say, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Okay. And, and, and after they all left, she's like, why did you say all of that? I said, you have a 16 year old son. Does he borrow your car? Yes. What do you think is in the seats? I don't think, you know, right. Right. You didn't check. Trust me before you got in the car. Right. And, and this was before marijuana was legal in, in Michigan. So I've had clients with seeds in their car where they pop mm-hmm. them for marijuana. Yeah. So that is just a cautionary tale of you don't know when somebody pulls you over what you have. If you loan your car out or you have um, passengers, because you know what passengers do when the cops come up to the car, they stuff whatever they have under the seat. And then depending on the judge you have in Michigan, it could be de- deemed as yours. So yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just want people to think like that. You mm-hmm. know, the bottom line is it is too late once everything is rolling, even though you need an attorney. You need to take care of yourself from the very beginning. Yeah. Okay? And I know there will be people that are police that watch this and they're going to think I'm a traitor and I'm not. I just don't want innocent people to be held in. And I will tell you this um, happened in Virginia. It's happened in other places where, you know, they're making it harder for us to stop people. Okay, to the point where in Virginia, even tinted windows is okay. Yeah, you were saying a dead body head with a foot hanging out the trunk. You're not going to be able. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somewhere down the line, you're the police and watch this. Before you just yell at liberal politicians and horrible people, ask yourself why can't you do a pretext stop anymore? Right, right. Why did that go the way of the unicorn? Okay, and the dodo bird. Yeah. Everything in law enforcement is is balance. Okay, I do not like go back to the tenant windows. And if you don't understand this, that's fine. I hate that. I don't want to walk up to your car and not be able to look at. No oh, man. Period. End of day. Dangerous for the police. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, so sorry. And probably the occupants too, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody involved. I mean, you're just inviting bad things. So I, I hate that. Okay. Um, I had no trouble with pretext stops as far as you, you know, lights were out and stuff like that. I'm not in trouble with that. But why did everybody turn against that? Hmm. The abuse. And, 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 and if you're law enforcement and you're real law enforcement and you really care about the Constitution and law, you would ask yourself that question and you wouldn't answer it with there's just a bunch of liberal politicians that want people to get off. No, something happened. Enough people had to go to them mm-hmm. and go, Look, man, I, they stopped me for a taillight. They went through my car. They took everything out. They pulled it apart. They brought dogs. They did all of this stuff. And then they, they wrote me a ticket for, you know, my taillight being out. But my, I was there for four hours and my car was taken apart. <laughs> Before anybody goes, oh, Joe, that don't happen. Of course it happens. That's why we're in this trouble. When I went to Southern Police Institute, it's probably one of the better schools I went to. It was like a whole college semester. And hands down, the best training I got. 
every legal expert, and I mean, we had legal experts come in SPI said the same thing. The police are their own enemy. We are our own enemy. And they do all the nice talk, you know, 98% of us are good guys. I actually believe that. I work with them, the average police officer just wants to do his job. But the people that aren't, they brutalize us. So you got to look at law enforcement two ways. One is in the traditional, 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 they're just trying to do their job. Okay. And, and I agree. But then you got to look at it on the social impact side. And then when you do social impact, you have to ask the question, then why did that happen? Why do you have that many people complaining? Why do you have so many people upset? Why do you get so many people upset? Okay. And that, that's my thing. I want the police to be right all the time. I mean, there's going to be mistakes made. And I think some things that people complain about the police are crap. Okay. But I also believe in holding that higher shield up here. Ask yourself why we're doing this. Why would I go to SPI, Southern Police Institute? Probably the finest administrative school in the country. And the first thing every legal expert comes and says to us is we're our own worst enemy. And the point of saying it to us is we were all supervisors and the pretense was everybody in here is a supervisor. You make sure you supervise, keep the people straight. And then you don't get into all these weird rules, okay? And the truth is some of the things that have happened, you know, we've been our own worst enemies. And if, you know, you're police and you don't want to admit that, then, you know, that's between, you know, you and yourself. But I know it's true. And, you know, you don't want this pendulum to swing too far. You know, you don't want to be like out in California where apparently you can just shoplift and steal and case nobody stops you, right? I mean, you don't want that. But you do have to ask those questions. So with all of that said, you know, we get back to what we're dealing with people, and that is you take care of your rights. I think as two average Joe progresses, I mean, we're, we need to do that. You know, we, we're going to do more of that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some true crime. But, you know, today's episode, and we touched on it last time, is you need to know your rights. But more importantly than know your rights, because there are a bunch of people in jail that knew that, right? Okay. You need to know how to use your rights. Yeah. You know, be familiar. Don't get caught up in your, you know, We've said it 20 times. Be professional, be courteous to the police. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you give up your rights. Just doesn't mean it. Just doesn't mean that you do that. So as time progresses, we're still going to do our shows and get a lot of things there, but we're going to take some time to talk about true crime and we're going to talk about taking care of yourself. I'm just looking at the landscape that exists now. And I just think we got to be careful. We got to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Mr. Baker, anything you want to say before we finish up? Only we're in a maybe it's always been strange or in the, in the United States, but we're at a strange time right now. And we've talked about it in other episodes that um, we've radicalized people who aren't radical and the defund the police. Uh, I, that is something new, you know, that's crazy. And that is new, but that's insane. You know, and even even as radical as it was, because I was thinking of the crucible we grew up in of the 60s and the 70s, our nation was tearing itself apart over the Vietnam right. War. And there was not a defund the police stuff. Yeah. I mean, even when 
people were getting shot on campuses. Young kids were, or, you know, college students were getting killed on campus. I mean, we lived through some crazy, crazy ass times. And and now it's it's beyond crazy. Now, with the woke movement and, and the defund the police, and now they're letting people do snatch and grabs and freaking uh, stores. Stores. I mean, what kind of insanity? Where is what's the end? Where is the end of this? I, I don't know. But the we have one of the best systems on the planet. But unfortunately, people are involved and they are the ones who who run it so that we have to stand up for our rights, for our constitutional rights and make sure that we assert our constitutional rights. That doesn't mean that you're still not going to be ground up by the system because the system is set to grind you up. But at least it gives somebody, an attorney or somebody, the ability to defend someone. See, that's what that's what the basis of what we were saying is. Right. If you don't assert your rights, you're going to lose them. OK, and they're being eroded daily in the United States. And, and it's because we don't know them or, or we're not asserting them. Right. And, and it's very important. You have Joe, who's a 35 year policeman, or however long he's been a policeman. You've got me being an attorney, defense attorney, mostly explaining that, yeah, we're we're in a rough situation here in the United States. I mean, this is serious, serious business that people are dying. People are going to prison for something they didn't do. And that's what we were talking about. Gary Leiterman, the guy, um, he died in prison on the 4th of July a few years ago for a crime that he did not commit. I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I had. Joe. See, and we're pro law enforcement. I, I, I mean, if you listen to this in bits and pieces, you may not think that we're, we're totally pro law enforcement. But I'm also pro your rights. Definitely. And I'm pro you taking care of your rights. And that's what this is going to be. So, look, we appreciate it. The holidays have kind of kicked off. So everybody have a great one. And we'll talk to you soon. Y'all guys have a great week. See you.